Welcome, Welcome back, back to Not Before Coffee. coffee. We actually got coffee this morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. We're... Is it morning for you? It's morning. Yeah, it's morning. Yeah. I need some tea and crumpets. It's way early in the morning. It's so early. Uh, I, it's 10.30. I know. <laughs> it's early for it's us. Early, okay. yeah. It's early for us. Yeah, we're going to release this episode earlier in the Super day today. Super early, yeah. Uh, uh, what happened last week? It's only a week late. Um... The world what, took shit on us last What week. didn't happen? Uh, what everything happen? that could go wrong so, went wrong last week. <laughs> we uh, we recorded. We like couldn't save times. the file. Yeah. Or we saved it and then we couldn't find it. Yeah. It w- didn't exist after it was saved. And then after we recorded again, the mics weren't working. Yeah. So it sounded distorted. Yeah. And then we recorded once again. Mm-hmm. And then it just felt a little... It was bad. forced. It was not it good. Forced. It was little, yeah. Yeah. It, we were grumpy uh, by that point anyway, and it really showed <laughs> our, our you energy could levels. It. You could hear it in the energy. In the, we were the here until like, 8. We started at 4. We were here until 8. <laughs> 4 we hours. Done. Yeah. So. We were like 4 hours for nothing. It was, it was a waste. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was a rough one. So we're sorry sure. we let you down last week, but yeah. it's all good. We're back. back. We back. Struggles real good. We got it up. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, so I guess uh, let's, just, let's ask each other a couple of on-the-spot questions, right? All right, sure. Start with that. Yeah. A couple so, of honest what? A couple of on-the-spot questions. Oh, I thought you said on the spot. On the spot. On the spot questions. Maybe, Who's on um, the spotlight? Yeah. Um, what would you... Uh, okay, so let's see. I'll ask Abraham a, a question that's sort of themed after what we're going to be talking about today on the episode. So if you were to uh, be abducted, go missing, what would you do? What measures would you take to escape? Dude, I think I'd do everything possible yeah mm-hmm. like if i had to cut myself to oh, yeah, yeah. get off the handcuffs or whatever yeah. i'd break my thumbs yeah well, you're I'd assuming you're assuming the police are gonna abduct you no no because you know what they do they zip tie you yeah, they yeah, put yeah handcuffs like, on you they tie yeah. you to radiators mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know a little too much about this. Yeah, right. yeah. I started to question. <laughs> radiators? When he said he's radiators, I was like, he's. he's radiators is the thing to be tied down to. He often bed, has but. a lot of knowledge on this subject. <laughs> this guy knows, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah, I think, you, you know, like you said, break your thumbs. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> That's not going to help. Have you ever seen that in movies? Dude, I think. They, like, break yeah. your thumbs to get out of the handcuffs. Yeah, in order for it to, like, fold all the way in. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? That's one of the easier ways to escape. That's true. Yeah. I mean, because you can pop that back in place. Well, think about that. It's either that or be, like, tortured. I'd yeah. rather torture myself once and get it over with. For real. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of so. into that, actually. So. Okay. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. You're like, all right. Oh, Hayden, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, that's, oh, uh... No. Oh, no. Hayden, no. Okay, hey, uh, let's see. If you guys were to be abducted mm-hmm. and you were to be able to get free... Mm-hmm. Would you try and get back at the person who killed you, or oh, would you yes. run away? I'll revenge for no, sure. I'm taking, you know what, what's rightfully mine at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking my pound of flesh. <laughs> eye for an eye, yeah. tooth for a tooth. Yeah, you know, I think I, I'd do the same too because if by the time you go to the police, they're probably just going to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're and they're going to get away with somebody else. So, and as we'll see later when we talk about the main topic of this episode, the police don't always do anything about this situation. True, that's true. So. Let's just get into it. Yeah. If you don't know by now, we're talking about missing people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, primarily, I think we're talking about Johnny Gosh. That's a yes. big deal. Who's uh, Johnny Gosh? Johnny Gosh is uh, a, a he's a kid. Okay. 
Where's he from? Uh, he, w- he was from Iowa. Okay. Um, he was 12 years old when he went missing. So he was born on November 12, 1969. Uh, and he lived in West Des Moines, Iowa. He was a paper boy. And he went, he disappeared without a trace on September 5th, 1982. Mm. Without a trace. That's always the scariest one. I know, right? Yeah, when like there's no, well. Well, there was a there, trace. There was a trace, but the cops claimed there wasn't, basically. They acted like Assholes. there wasn't, right? The cops acted like there wasn't. Um, he's been missing for 37 years, 9 months, and 11 days. Wow. 37 years. Yep. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Uh, he was he was of the nationality Anglo-American, if that matters. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, so his mother, Noreen, who is a big uh, abduction advocate now, and she fights for... Um, she fights for the unheard, basically, as far as uh, child abductions and things like that. Yeah. Um... Uh, she she claimed that he was abducted, uh, and there are well there to well to add a little context, uh, Johnny was a paper boy, and every mm-hmm. Sunday he did his deliveries. I believe it was on a Sunday anyway, and he he went about and did his routes, um, and a ton of people actually saw him the morning of mm-hmm. before he disappeared. Uh, two additional paper boys said hi to him, and then mm-hmm. his neighbor. Um, who saw him speaking to somebody in a car. Um, it looks like they were trying to get directions from him. Right. Um, later on, throughout the day, his paper wagon where he carried his papers was, I believe it was in the parking. Or it was, in it was the on the sidewalk. Side. Was it on the sidewalk? Yeah, it was on the sidewalk. His wagon was on the sidewalk. It was on the sidewalk, and he wasn't seen ever again. Mm-hmm. So his parents went to call the police, and at the time, police—I guess they weren't in a hurry. So, not in Des Moines, Iowa. Not in Des Moines, Iowa. It took them forty-eight minutes to get to the residence. Yeah. After that, they asked him if he had run away before. Yeah. Right. So they so assumed th- he had run away already, right out of the gate. They, they did. Like, they assumed he ran away. Yeah. And they treated the—they treated the parents like a nuisance. Well, that's what was. I mean, back then, they didn't really have missing people. They thought kids just ran yeah, away. They the pretty much standard. logically explained away any missing person, so there's probably a lot of situations like this where it really was something shady, but yeah. they just explained it away rationally because of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe they required, what, 72 hours? 72 hours. Before yeah. Yeah. he could actually be declared as missing. Missing. Mm-hmm. Which is and bullshit. You, he's a child. Ridiculous. He's a child, all right? Like, I can see, I can maybe see that with an adult who, of their own faculties, mm-hmm. can just up and leave in a car or something. Yeah. Like well, how far can you get in 72 hours? No, Pretty you far. You can. <laughs> Completely. That's ridiculous. What, two or three mm-hmm. states, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. So that was bullshit. So anyways, they're at their house. They're, they're not house. taking it too they're serious. They're not taking it seriously. And actually, I don't think they ever really did take it too seriously because oh. the parents themselves had to get the community involved right. in order for them to even do a search of the area. Right. And speaking of, speaking of this, uh, how law enforcement was so unhelpful and everything like that, just to jump, I mean, we'll jump ahead a couple of years, we'll jump back to where we were, but I just want to mention that this, in, in 1984, two years later, this sparked uh, the creation of the Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Johnny Gosh Bill, which required uh, law enforcement to act immediately uh, in the case of a missing child. So, uh, yeah, this case is a, a first for a lot. Yeah, so I mean, um, their bullshit react, the law enforcement's bullshit reaction to this ended up uh, uh, helping the cause. 
All right. So at least something positive came out of that. Anyway, back uh, back to what you were talking about, Abe. Um, no, yeah, so the police just kept putting it off, didn't really react. And like you mentioned, TJ, there's this particular case um, set a lot of the standards for the FBI. It set a lot of standards for the Iowa Police Department. Yeah, because the Iowa Police Department wouldn't even call the FBI on this. Yeah, they didn't. They refused. They refused when they, and when then the when they asked. did, I believe the FBI wasn't as helpful as they should have. Um, anyway, so Johnny goes missing. He's missing for two years. In the meantime, his parents are doing uh, TV. They're doing uh, interviews, ads, everything yeah, to try and all get over the place. Yeah, to everywhere. try and get some information on where Johnny was. You know, they pleaded for their son's mm-hmm. life. Um, they, I believe, they even set up a, a ransom, which was about, or well, I think they collected about thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Which to back offer in the us 80s, ransom. Nobody, that's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, that was a lot. Nobody asked them for any ransom. They collected this money to offer it, like this was an offering. They were this willing. They were like, "Look, we have this much money. You know, please give our son back." They they were constantly asking for a ransom. You know, let us know what you want. We'll do whatever you want. We'll cooperate to get our son back. Right. And nothing. Nobody ever. Which was which them. is kind of strange when you think about it, because thirty thousand now is probably closer to seventy thousand, if not more. Something like that. Almost double rate of inflation. Yeah. So why? That's also kind of important. Why, if somebody's offering you seventy thousand dollars at the time, why wouldn't you? For somebody like, sick, yeah. out the money. Yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, well, it's getting caught. $70,000 is pretty tempting, right? It is, but we'll get into it, but they can make a lot more money. That's what I was going to say. So I'm like, yeah. that's we'll, we'll where in, the conspiracy yeah. kind of starts. You're like, well, what exactly? They're like, that's cute. Jump change. That's cute. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, they're, they're probably selling these They're probably selling these kids yeah. for you know more or the same. Half a so million. So yeah. it wasn't tempting. So I think that's kind of where the compu- conspiracy is one of the first clues right. as to conspiracy where it's actually starting to see $30,000 isn't a lot. Isn't a lot. Um, we'll get into that a yeah. little bit further, but... Um, and then one, you know, one interesting thing, uh, one one awful aspect of this is that over the next, uh, over the next five years, another two young men were kidnapped in the same area. One was another paper boy who was, uh, I, be- I, want, I believe, 13 years old, mm. and there was another boy uh, uh, abducted in 1986, um named Mark Allen and he, he was he was 14 and he was abducted from the same area and the police claimed there was no evidence to link these cases <laughs> despite similar reports from witnesses about somebody in a car talking to them a similar car to what had happened with Johnny Gosh right. he was in the same area but the police wouldn't even look into it as, con- as a connection I mean there's a clear pattern there uh, we also forgot to say the car that uh, Johnny encountered that morning had Nebraska license plates right right yeah so yeah, which is, we'll come into. We'll come into it. But at this point, so there's been three abductions, and then what happens? So there's three abductions. Um, it's not, they don't hear for Johnny for almost nine years um, until. Don't forget in 1985, before that, um, three years after his, after his disappearance, the, uh, the controversial dollar bill that somehow found its way to Johnny's mother, Noreen, mm-hmm. with a little note scribbled on it that she claims is Johnny's handwriting that says, I am alive, signed Johnny Gosh. Yes. Now, there's a lot of debate about that, whether or not it's a prank. 
or if it was really Johnny somehow well, managed you, to get this dollar What do you guys think? Out? Do you think that was a prank? What if she uh, she she made that dollar up herself so she can get the police like, hey, there's evidence, let's get going. There's still hope. She never, never wanted to that. give up. She never wanted to give up. So what if she created it herself? If she did, could we fault her for that? No. Considering the lack of effort the police had put in. She was willing to go to the extreme to get the police involved and help her find her son. What if she did it? I, I mean, I wouldn't be mad. That's oh, interesting, yeah. That's when something your kid's I would missing, do. I think yeah. you do anything. Right? So. Interesting perspective, Hayden. Because how ironic is that? It, it was kind of weird because, mm-hmm. it, to go into a little bit more context, um, there was a cashier at a store, and she received a bill that said, I am Johnny, mm-hmm. or I am alive, signed yeah. Johnny Gosh. At like a grocery store or something. At a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, she reported it, and... Actually, I think she called the parents, actually. Mm-hmm. There was so much media going on with them. Right, everyone knew. Yeah. She gave it over to the parents, who then called the authorities. And somebody somebody asked the mother to send it to them, and even offered to replace the dollar. Yeah, yeah the dad, um, who was speaking to the person, said, send me the bill, and I'll send you a dollar back. A dollar, a dollar exchange. Back. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you five bucks back at that point. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he sent it. Yeah. You don't need to replace my dollar at this point. Just find my kid. Right. I'm sure he gave her more money, you know, as a thank you. But yeah, I don't know. The I think she planted that evidence. Well, here's the thing, though. If she did plant it, what about the person who did the grocery, like who reported it? Do you think the police didn't follow up with them? I don't know. Regardless, it, that dollar bill went nowhere. Yeah, they didn't take it seriously. They said. No. I mean, your kids. there's not much you could have done with the, with that. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can't compare the, trace it anywhere. Yeah, maybe compare the calligraphy and stuff like that. But other than that, I don't think it's going to, you know, it's not going to lead to much. <clears throat> so later on, I think nine years later and... I think 1991. F- 1991. 1991. Yeah. Wait, what happened in 91? <laughs> <laughs> this this uh, gentleman named Paul Bonazzi comes forward and says he helped with the objection of Johnny Gosh. He said he was hired to uh, essentially help with the abduction, help put him in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it wasn't orchestrated by him, but that he had, you know, he's essentially confessing that he uh, was taking part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, they bring in the mom for an interview with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, he got really emotional when she came in. Yeah. I mean, he see, he said he felt really bad about it. He he seemed really remorseful. He had a lot of issues, too. Part, he, yeah. was, he was a victim of sexual assault at, yeah. a young, at a young age. So when Paul is arrested, I believe, he's arrested, and then he is, at the time, then he comes out and says that he helped abduct yeah. Johnny. That he held him down in the backseat and held, held chloroform over his mouth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then this is where Paul kind of exposes a child sex trafficking mm-hmm. ring. Yeah. Yeah. And he himself is a I believe he was kidnapped himself. Mm-hmm. He was he, a victim and then he, he was a victim and he also he... claims to be the first person to assault uh Johnny on camera though. Right. As sort of like a teaser to try to get people to pay money. Which is, you know, disgusting, mm-hmm. but that's what but he they was forced him to. to do. Yeah. yeah. So he forced him to you know, he he brought up the child sex ring. And later on, uh, Johnny's mom wants to talk to to Paul. Um, during the interview, Paul kind of gives out some clues as to 
you know, Johnny or Johnny's mom asks him, like, is there any significant birthmarks or, you know, how do I know this was really Johnny? Right. Her concern was that there was a lot of information out in the media, so she wanted, like, specific things that he had to essentially confirm his story. I know he drew a map of the abduction scene that, that basically proved he was involved with it. He had extensive knowledge that nobody else could know. I mean, right right down to he he drew Johnny being abducted in the middle of the street, which which the mother, Noreen, said most people got wrong. They thought he was abducted on the corner, right. on the sidewalk, and he was not. And and this individual oh. knew exactly where he was abducted from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to m- kind of further confirm that he did know Johnny, um, Johnny said that... Uh, not Johnny, Paul. Paul said that Johnny had a scar on his tongue, mm-hmm. which was never released to the media. Um, he, she also, he also confirmed a scar, I think, on his knee mm-hmm. that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this kind of confirmed Noreen's, uh, you know. She believed him at she this believed point. Him. Yeah, and she did, actually. The parents felt bad for him right. because they felt that he had been forced to do what he had done and. And, and they felt he was a victim as well. Yeah, because he's kind of a kid himself when mm-hmm. this happens. So um, it's worth mentioning that the big the big phantom behind all of this um, the only name he, the only name that was ever provided was Emilio. All right. Emilio. Yep. That was the yeah. Is that was the only name Emilio? Yeah. Emilio. Emilio Lo. <laughs> anyway, so as uh, <clears throat> Paul's been arrested. He kind of brings light to politicians, uh, well, just people of power Mm -hmm. who had purchased children, who had used them for porn, Mm -hmm. uh, for sex, pictures, and... And they they paid uh, top dollar for kids like Johnny's age that Mm -hmm. essentially were virgins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which kind of brings back the thirty thousand dollars if they were offering them thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, they could probably get a hundred thousand. Yeah, they could probably get a lot more. Yeah, and which is disgusting. You know, a lot of these politicians were brought to light. I think they were arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after you know it was confirmed that they were involved. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like we were saying, thirty thousand dollars is nothing, and it kind of brings back to the person who is running this ring is not going to risk turning or you know risk right. getting those $30,000 when they're probably making millions. Right, absolutely. So um and then eventually what's next to each um, Now he's being tried. I know that, yeah. Um well after all this, after he was after he was interviewed and he mm-hmm. gave all this like astounding evidence that he was obviously involved and he gave this evidence towards towards these these people of note, you know, these uh, community leaders and things who had engaged in this type of uh, behavior, the police said that he didn't say anything that to them indicated he had any first-hand knowledge of these crimes. <laughs> if you can believe that shit. Bullshit. It does. Yeah. Ridiculous. So I don't, I don't understand that. Um, so the police is, again, not cooperating and, and uh, helping too much. So who gets involved at this point? Uh, I think it well, was the FBI. The FBI is well, the one who took the lead. Really, the communities were getting involved. And then at the same time as the police are saying that he hasn't yeah. said anything that they feel indicates his involvement, Paul Bonacci's siblings come forward and say he wasn't even in Des Moines at the time of the kidnapping. 
and so the police dropped the case. Right. They dropped it. They said he was in. Um, they said he was in uh, Nebraska, in Omaha, at the time of the kidnappings. Now Omaha is two hours away from Des Moines. So it was really not that hard, not that much of a stretch to believe that a grown man who probably doesn't live with his siblings could have driven to Des Moines, mm-hmm. engaged in this behavior, and come back to Omaha without his siblings realizing he ever left. I mean, that's a four-hour round trip. Right. That's it. it. Can be done in a day. Really can, but that's how easy the police were letting everything go. Yeah. yeah. And I don't so know if they were just being lazy or what. Yeah. But. You're, um, so you're right, someone did jump on and handle it, but it was not law enforcement. It was America's Most Wanted. They, they, were, the only, right. they were the only people that would take it uh, in 1992. Yep. They, they were, at the time, covering a lot of missing children's cases because of what had happened to... Um, Johnny Walsh's, or John Walsh's son, who yeah. was also kidnapped, and his son was beheaded. So you all know the show, I'm sure. Yeah, America's Most, Most Wanted. Everyone's heard that. Even if you haven't seen the show, I mean, you've heard, you've heard of America's of it. Most Wanted. Yeah. Uh, which he had a lot of power back in the early 90s early 2000s mm-hmm. um, so yeah they brought it to America's Most Wanted which kind of brought more light to it yeah and then um, when uh, when when America's Most Wanted got involved they also interviewed Paul Bonacci I know that once he was interviewed by America's Most Wanted he claimed that way back in 1986 he had, <laughs> he had seen Johnny again uh, who was, and he was being kept by a man called the Colonel who had branded him for trying to escape and after this, after this was televised on America's Most Wanted, more kids came forward who actually like bore the brand, and uh, they were even able to track down the ranch that this had all taken place at. Um, Paul Paul had helped them find that ranch and took taken the the crew of America's Most Wanted back there. Yeah, and the what, ranch was it had a crawl space. Remember yeah, that? it was empty, mm-hmm. and it had a crawl space underneath the house. Um, where there was signatures or initials of kids who had been down there and tied up. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how they left their mark to let people know that they were there. And, you know, it's just further confirmed that I think that Paul was telling the truth the entire time. Yeah. No matter who ignored him or whatever, but <clears throat> it was kind of disgusting watching because there's a documentary on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to see how disgusting the place was. Yeah. That they were being kept, which is a, basically a pedophile den. Yeah. And well, we might. It's, I think it's also important to mention that pedophile was not a word in the eighties. Right. People didn't know what at it was. At least in Des Moines, but Iowa, a, nobody knew what it meant. Nobody knew what a pedophile was. And then when they did find out what a pedophile was, they kind of refused to believe that that was really a thing. Yeah, like some some doctor or something, so like a psychiatrist said, perhaps he suggested perhaps Johnny was kidnapped by a pedophile and they're like what you talking about what yeah you're like what's, what's a pedophile what's a pedophile <laughs> uh, which so, now you only hear it too much yeah you hear that word a lot now you know and it's become it's become far more prevalent in media and everything which i think is sad because we've always had these issues but it just goes to show like that at the time they didn't have they didn't even have words for this stuff yeah because either it didn't happen very often or people like the police in Des Moines Kind of brushed it aside. Yeah, Yeah. brushed it away. You kind of got to wonder how many times they just called it a runaway. Yeah. It really wasn't. That sucks, like, for those poor kids, man. Yeah. Like, they probably never got a chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, because of all this, there's a a purported uh, child trafficking ring that is centered in Omaha, Nebraska, which which ties all these conspiracies together. 
that ring's never been proven. Like, yeah. they've never been able to prove the existence of this sex trafficking ring, but... And then the Nebraska plates that Hayden mentioned earlier mm-hmm. kind of ties in they again. Lie, that, they line up. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, well, after this, after they've done the America's Most Wanted interview, mm-hmm. um, John Paul, Paul decides to sue one of the people who, mm-hmm. I guess, spent money yeah. for the porn and whatever, and and uh, he he sues for a million dollars. Mm-hmm. He wins, but he's never paid anything. Mm-hmm. And then, at the time, they decided to bring in Johnny's mom as a character witness. Yeah. So they bring Johnny's mom in as a character witness. They questioned her, and then they asked her um, if she had never seen Johnny again. Yeah, if she had ever. Or seen when her was son. the last time? Or if she had ever seen her son again since his abduction. Since his abductions, which, and to which she said... She claimed she had. She uh, had. Yeah. Um, she, which despite made, people... Like, like, it was a jaw-dropping yeah. moment. Her attorneys were telling her, don't say this. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to convince her not to. And this uh, this woman uh, effectively comes out and makes herself... I mean, she really hurt her credibility with this simply because she's claiming it was years earlier. And she had just never mentioned it until now. Yeah. Um... Which really, I mean, that really hurts your credibility in a situation like this. So. So her reason, I believe, was that Johnny asked her not to, mm-hmm. because I believe he was—I don't remember if he was on the run. He said his, his life was in danger. His he said his life was in danger. If he if he was you know if he snitched basically if I. He, yeah, he'd he probably. Came, she said he came to see her. At he her came house. to see her. At, I don't remember if it was late at yeah. night. There are conflicting reports. They say it was in the. I know it was in the morning, but there, there. Some of the some reports say that he was with one of his captors. Some say he was with another young man who was also captive. So it's hard to know if she's saying he was on the run or if he was being allowed to visit her with his captor. It's really, it's a really sketchy story. Yeah. So she talked to him for an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. and then from there she just you know Johnny didn't answer too many questions because mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't want to give away too much. Yeah. Um, Some reports say he continually looked at the other gentleman for like permission to speak. Like he was pretty much a broken man is what she's saying. Which, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think Noreen, Johnny's mom, Yeah. do you think she was telling the truth or do you think she was With lying? Hayden, I, yeah. you have an opinion on this, I know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. I think she's telling the truth. I don't think there's any reason to lie. What fifteen? No, it's way older. He, he, he would have been twenty-seven years old, so it was about time. fifteen years. Fifteen later, years? Yeah. yeah. I don't think she, there's a reason for her to lie. I don't. I can't remember exactly why she decided to s- mention the stand. I think it's because she was under oath that she decided to say that he actually came and visited her, which kind of says a lot about her if she felt conflicted, you know, because she was under oath. Mm-hmm. That she decided to tell the truth, so I I don't think she's lying. I don't know about you guys. That's that's just my opinion. Well, a week ago, when this topic was fresh in our minds, Hayden was very adamant about this this topic. But he's that 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 uh, that fire has disappeared from his eyes. I don't see it anymore. <laughs> what you got, Hayden? You don't have an opinion on this anymore? Uh, I don't know. She's crazy. You think she's crazy? Well, give your honest opinion. What do you think? Just be straight up. Let your hair down. I don't. I don't. Yeah. For me, I don't. I don't think she did do it. 
know. I think she. I think she lied. Uh, Why do you think she lied? Because it just. It just. It. It sounds made up. Fifteen years after the abduction, he just shows up, and and on her porch, and they're like. Oh hey mom, yeah blah blah blah. I'm fine, but if you tell anybody I'm, if you tell anybody I saw you, I'm gonna get killed. And then, after an hour and a half, after not seeing her son for 15 years, after an hour and a half, he's like, "Okay, gotta bounce," you know. And she's just like, "All right, peace," and lets him leave. So I think she just wanted her, what was in her son's best interest. Like if he, if she told him or he told her that his life was in danger, mm-hmm. obviously him as her, her, yeah. her as his mom, she's gonna be like. Okay, I'll do whatever it takes to keep you alive. Except get law enforcement involved, protect him, and then if the people come for him, they can be fucking be caught. Like they can actually be. But you have to take into <laughs> consideration all the shit that he's gone through. He's like you said, he's probably broken. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's just for me in this in this, it, there's just no reason to lie at this point. I guess not. Which the next the next thing she said was in 2006. She got sent. Uh, she got sent pictures. Of a young boy, bound and gagged. Yeah. Uh, who she said was definitely Johnny. And there was also conflicting opinions on that whether mm-hmm. that was Johnny or not. Because uh, when you compare side by side, right before he was taken, um, the boy in the picture that she received, he was really a lot thinner. His face, yeah. but I think his face was the same. Police said he had smaller feet than Johnny Gosh. Just <laughs> <laughs> like that, that ain't Johnny. That's how the police was. I don't. I don't think. Like uh, the police literally found <laughs> anything they could say to be like, "This ain't Johnny." Yeah, this ain't Johnny. They're like, but I think I, you know, like, she knows her son. I know, but they might as well have said shit like, "Johnny was a paper boy. This boy wasn't carrying papers <laughs> in these pictures." You know, like <laughs> the, the police were that helpful that they should. They, they might as well have been like, "Johnny was twelve. This boy's at least 13 and they're like. I mean, hello, he, the picture's going to be taken a year later, bruh, yeah. you know? Like, these these cops, they just were not helpful. Like, oh, no, his, his feet are too small. Like, okay, it, what if it's a weird angle? <laughs> yeah, there's just too many... There's just look too many into questions. it. Yeah. Fuck, look oh, yeah. into it. <laughs> Don't yeah. just say, ah. But at any rate, even if it's not Johnny, it's a fucking boy, a young boy bound exactly. and, and they're like, nah, his feet don't match. Let's yeah. fucking fuck off. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not gonna. They probably didn't even take them for fingerprints or anything, because I sh- I think she still had the originals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, these these cops are literally like, ah, oh, we're looking for Johnny Gosh. That's not Johnny Gosh. So yeah. I'm not gonna. Moving I'm not on. Gonna get involved Moving yet. on. This is important. case closed. Case closed. You know. God. To be fair, I don't know if the FBI looked into those pictures or not. So yeah. let's just let's just say that the let's give them the, let's some give credit. Them the feds the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But I know that the Moines police didn't. Still, yeah, they're kind of trash still. I'm just what they did. I mean, I'm this, sure they've improved. This case like ended the career of a few law enforcement officials down there. <laughs> so, it did. Like yeah. people were forced out of office because they're like, you, you ain't doing shit. No, exactly. And in the end, I think we were just we were last week when we were recording. We we asked each other if we thought that this was still going on. If this particular sex ring was still going on. I think we all said yes. I think it probably is, which is really tragic. But if you think about it, they've never they've never been caught, and the police didn't seem to give a shit. So why would it's it's sad to say, but why would they stop, right? Yeah, I mean it's profitable for them. For them, at the cost yeah. of yeah. kids. So let's just hope that it has. Yeah, let's been hope ended. let's hope it's ended. 
I, I definitely hope it's ended because that shit is just fucking. Ugh. I mean, I can't even imagine. Why if that, would you be involved if that particular like that? one is still going or isn't going, you know that there's others. Mm-hmm. It's a big, like now as the years have progressed, and you know, you know, you see all these ads or not ads, you see these uh, articles, you know that it's still happening. Oh yeah. And, you know, people are doing like there's law enforcement who are doing the best that they can, mm-hmm. but it's just impossible to catch everyone. And some of them like like this Emilio guy kept it under wraps pretty good mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's still people like that who are going on day to day and doing the exact same thing and getting away with it mm-hmm. so I don't know it's just kind of sad Yeah. but you know hopefully it has ended at least this particular one because it did so much but the good thing about this case like we mentioned earlier is just it changed the game I think yeah definitely changed the game but yeah it was just just hope it's all over and done with and um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. let's end let's end the let's end on a on a happier note let's talk about uh, some let's uh, let's see uh, I got you know let's ask each other a couple more questions before we sign off um, Hayden you've been somewhat quiet the last little bit so what are some challenges that you think the next generation is gonna face Ooh. Yeah. What do you think the, these little kids out here got to face? <laughs> Kid? Oh. The next generations, yeah. Damn. Is there going to be a next generation? <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid uh, After this year, who knows, man? Mm-hmm. It's all kind of gone in flames. Yeah. Or how about an easier question, Hayden? If you could have lunch with one person alive or dead, who would it be? Any one person. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Abe? I can <laughs> I think I can answer both. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think the biggest problem that this generation has to come is probably uh, global warming. That's probably the biggest one. Right. Um, they say if we don't jump on it within the next 10 years, some of the damage is going to be irreversible. Right, yeah. So I think that's going to be a big problem. I feel like the sun just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and then if I could have lunch with anyone, it'd probably be... Mich- Can I add two? It'd be yeah. Barack and Michelle Obama. Oh, shit. <laughs> what, would, what would you order? What would I order? Damn. <laughs> if you were eating lunch with them. like I feel like I'd want to impress them with my order. I feel like... I would need to have, so usually when, you know, when we, there's been times when we go out to eat as groups, Mm -hmm. we just kind of pick off each other's foods, depending on, you know, so like maybe some wings, some fries, You want to share a burger? Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) We share drinks and everything. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think those, I think those two people, I'd kind of want to ask them like just the shit that they went through while they were in the White House compared to how easy other presidents have had it um you know because they were constantly criticized for mm-hmm. everything right that yeah. they did and uh yeah i just like to pick their brains over eight years that they were in charge mm-hmm. but yeah i think those two are dope and they look cool as hell yeah you know so mm-hmm. how about you me if i could have lunch with anyone person lily james oh god <laughs> how did we know that <laughs> how 
I mean, really though, she's like, uh, she's just she's so, your crush. I she's the most perfect woman on the planet. So I would definitely have lunch with her. Okay, debatable, but it's on. it's not debatable. Okay, and then what was the uh, crisis? The uh, what challenges what I think challenges? the world will face? I don't know that I'm done talking about Lily, but uh, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, I guess like as the, I think one one challenge that the next generations are gonna have to face as time passes on is eventually there will be no Lily James. Oh, I think is really unfortunate. They're not gonna get to know. Like, they're not gonna get to she's know. She's gonna her. be in her movies and stuff. They're I know, but they're just not gonna know her her sweet smile and and her and her gentle grace. Stop. But I'll tell you. Um, okay, no, I think honestly, a real challenge to facing the next generations is gonna be, um, uh, you know, fighting, uh, continuing to fight for for equality and uh, and making sure that the steps we're taking now we don't fall back on. You know, I think. It's true. I think we keep making progress, and then we and keep then we keep sliding back. back. I think, yeah, uh, the biggest challenge for them is gonna ha- is gonna have to be to try to maintain the positive changes that we hopefully manage to make in our lifetime. Yeah. So. And that's something also that I think that they're gonna face is they're gonna face having to fight all the all the rich people who are keeping the I think they're oppressing the the country mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Yes, we're free. We're a free country. Nation, mm-hmm. but it's more obvious every day that the rich are running, not the president, the mm-hmm. rich. So Word. yeah, I think that's something that they're gonna have to face, and I think it's getting worse right now. If I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's only a matter of time before they try to take away social security, yeah. retirement mm-hmm. is becoming obsolete. That's great, great. So yeah, there's just a ton of stuff that they're gonna have to face. And fight kind of like they are right now so for future listeners yeah <laughs> fight on fight fight fight. hopefully fight we'll be long fight. dead before we and have to do any yes. of this because honestly 2020 has been a shit year it's been hard but been I think hard. in our lifetime yeah. what we've already been through terrorist attack we've been through pandemics yeah we've been through like two two economy crashes <laughs> two yeah a recession <laughs> yeah uh what else we Lost New Orleans for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Was, There's just crazy. been so much There's going been on. A shitload of stuff just in, before we've even hit thirty. So yeah, <laughs> I'm stressing about it already. Yeah, it's great, great. Yeah, but so all right. With uh, with that, I think we're gonna sign off. Probably let us know what you think happened to Johnny Gosh. I'm yeah. curious what you what your guys' theories are. Let's hear some more conspiracies about this. Uh, let's get let's keep the topic flowing. Let's let's get let's get a conversation started about this. Uh, and then uh, be safe. Peace, guys.